So, here we go. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119 verse 105 and a light unto my path. Psalm 119 verse 105 and a light unto my path. I know you people. I know you're trying to act saved in church, but I know you people. I've seen you at some of these wedding parties. Sorry, wedding receptions. Turn your names to neighbor. Your hips can take liberty in the Lord. Come on. don't you? You may be seated. Whew, this is a fun church. Stop. <laughs> ah. mm. uh, one more. Psalm 119, verse 18. This will be our prayer. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy love. Psalm, Psalm 119, verse 18. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy love. We don't need music. Psalm 119, verse 18. Let the Lord hear our voices. Open thou 
Again, open now my eyes that I may be whole. One more time. Open thou my eyes that I may be whole. Wondrous things out of thy law. Where is it found? Psalm 119, verse 18. One more time. Wondrous things out of thy love. Psalm 119, verse 18. Father, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our hearts be enlightened so that we would know what is the hope of your calling. And what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance that is in each and every one of us who are your saints. And as Paul continues to say in Ephesians chapter 1, help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe. It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. We honor you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. We thank God for his goodness. We want to get to the final part of our sermon series, Scripture, Scripture and Prophet C. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 through 17. This, I want to remind you, is the last letter of the Apostle Paul before he gets executed by the Emperor Nero. It's also Paul's letter or message to the next generation of leaders such as Timothy and Titus and he is laying a foundation for them to continue the ministry of the gospel that is to have an effect around the world. So even as I'm sharing this, it is my heart's desire as you may not realize that this month we celebrate the 95th anniversary of this church by the grace of God. Pray God is faithful. And so I am in a hot run to year 100, which is in 2027. And my whole focus is to prepare a next generation, millennials and Gen Zs, as leaders, if you don't know what that is, 41 and under, preparing them for what God is about to do through them. And so 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 to 17, as you keep this in mind, he says, but you, Timothy, must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught. You know that they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood and have been given, and they have given you, that is the scriptures have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, proof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. God uses the scripture to prepare and equip his people 
to do every good work that is every God work. The scripture in this church is very important. As a matter of fact, I want to call your attention to, um, if you get an opportunity, if you go to our website, and hopefully the images will be up there, if you go to our website, uh, what you'll notice is that there'll be three little lines in the corner of the, in the right-hand corner. If you look at the image too, I guess it's the left. There's three little lines. You press one of those lines, and all of a sudden on the right, the menu will come down, the drop menu will come down, and then you'll see uh, about. And then you press about and scroll down, and you'll see uh, beliefs. And then as you uh, press beliefs, and beliefs, our beliefs is our doctrine. It's, it's what we hold true to the faith and what we believe in in this church as a congregation. And then when you uh, scroll down the, the beliefs, you, the first item you will come to is the Bible, and that's what we call the scriptures. And the next will be the Trinity, and it goes all the way down to what we believe is service unto God. And so we want to encourage you, if you want to know what this church believes, how, what our viewpoints are on you know, all sorts of things, including you know, some of the more, if you want to say controversial, uh, cultural uh, uh, issues that are going on, go to this uh, site this page and you'll understand what we believe in. But my whole point is, is that the first thing that's listed there is the Bible, is the scripture. We believe the scriptures to be the word of God. Can you say amen? amen. Now, now, again, so that we all are on the same page, uh, I don't assume that everybody has been raised in church and everybody understands church. And so I wanna let you know, those of you in this room and online, what the word scripture, at least the working definition that we're using. The word scripture as we're using as our definition is, and this is uh, the Greek word for the word scripture because uh, uh, the New Testament was written in Greek and also Aramaic, but it says uh, a scripture, the scripture is a writing, a writing, in our case, it is the Bible, the Bible, the scripture is a writing to give directions, to give information and to give instruction. So that's all it is. The scriptures is a writing that gives us direction, gives us information, and gives us instruction. Uh, and, and so therefore, if you want to know what that means, I broke down those words, and you can look at those at our, um, in our website to prime messages. Now, the thing about the, the scripture, again, is, the scripture is God's script that is sure. God's script that is sure. It is a, it is a uh, sure foundation. Uh, Jesus said that the person who, who believes in my word is like the person who has built his life on the rock so that when the storms come and the winds blow, are you with me, that that person will not be shaken. These are some, this is a season where there has been some tremendous storms. Has anybody been in a storm over these last two years? Amen, amen. 
Uh, I said, has anybody been in a storm over these last two years? Uh, I remember two years ago, I was on a cruise just enjoying myself, and all of a sudden in the middle of the cruise, two years ago, Lord have mercy, they told me, uh, Bishop, the virus, uh, coronavirus had just broken out, and when you come back, when you get on, uh, when you get to Florida and you fly back to Massachusetts, you are not allowed to come back into church. And I was like, wow. So that's how it feels to get kicked out of your church. <laughs> and I'm just grateful that, I was, that uh, Elder Nita was able to minister and, and Deidre Tao, Deidre Tao, who just disappeared, she ministered on, and, on, uh, on, on doing, doing church ministry, doing God's food uh, via takeout orders. And little did we know, we'd be taken out for the next year and a half. Uh, but there's been some storms, and, and, uh, and so we need the Word of God. Uh, Jessica uh, Green, my daughter, she ministered at uh, Fan Into Flames, and she was talking about, she was talking about um, having the Word as a firm foundation. And, and if you want to Check out that, uh, that uh, preached word as a powerful word that she gave on uh, January 28th. But having the word on the firm foundation, and she used a picture of the, uh, uh, the story of the, I guess, a fairy tale of the, uh, the wolf and the three pigs. Anybody remember the right one? Uh, no, there were three pigs. One built a house of what? The other one built a house of sticks, and the other built a straw of what? I mean, a house of what? Brick, okay? And, and who came to blow down the house? The wolf, the wolf. And it's interesting that the, the morning prayer uh, gathering, which is our largest grant prayer gathering, 6 a.m. Monday through Friday and 7 a.m. on Saturday. This week, they'll be going through the book of uh, John chapter 10, and it speaks of the wolf, yes. the wolf. And so when you build your house, when you build your life on the scriptures, you, you want to build your life on the rock, on the rock. We have this rock in our prayer room. It's been there for a while now. It reminds us, and Lady Carmen wrote on honor because this is, this is what she is standing on. Deliverance from fear. Amen. Amen. Deliverance from fear and anxiety. Praise the Lord. And so, uh, which she has this here. But Jessica talked about people building their lives on the rock, people building lives on uh, on the hay, and this is actual real hay, okay? And unfortunately, some of us are building our lives not on the scripture, but on hay. Hay, what do you mean hay? H-A-Y, uh, what do you mean hay? No, cultural norms, cultural beliefs. I've been living long enough to know that things just keep changing. But the Bible says, Heaven and earth shall not pass away, but my word shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. 
And what happens many times when you don't build your life on the word of God, but you build your life on cultural norms and, and what the world says and what society says and what these different news sites says, what happens is that the wolf comes in and This is your life being blown to pieces. But if you build your life on the word of God, though the winds blow, those strong clouds come, I shall not be moved. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's me. That's me. That's me. Don't worry, we pay somebody to do this. Some of you are more worried about this than your life. Because I'm going to tell you something. Storm are going to come. Can I preach to you? And I'm talking about some storms come with your name on it. What does that mean? That means everybody else looks like they're doing well, but all hell is breaking out in your life. Can I get a witness out there? And you're like the disciples in the storm said, Jesus, don't you care that I perish? But Jesus sometimes allows these storms to go on and on and on and let you know that, number one, he'll never leave you or abandon you. And number two, he is a dependable God. And as much as you were like, wow, that was a great illustration, I, I, I'm pleading with you, build your life on the, on the solid rock of the word of God. So that winds come, when the winds come, and they will come, you won't be blown all over, all over every situation. Mm. And, and thus the word of the Lord is, Paul says, the word of God is profitable. It is profitable. It is, it is uh, advantageous. The scripture is to my advantage. The scripture is to my advantage. I, I praise God for my Sunday school teachers, uh, Mother Watson and her sister Edith Watson and uh, my uncle Grafton Green and Marva Collins and all these people who poured into my life when I was a child. Uh, the scriptures. That's why Sunday school is so important, to get the scriptures inside of you. And, and, I, and these are the things that held me. When, when I went to, uh, you know, I, I heard that the young people were sharing about how they deal with racism. And, and I remember uh, my, uh, my mom, as I shared before, she, she took me out of public school and put me into uh, Catholic school. And there was only, um, there was only two blacks who were graduating in my class, two, two, only two of me, and another uh, friend of mine who was in my wedding, uh, Craig McDonald. 
And I remember, I'll, I'll never forget this, uh, when I was in the men's uh, uh, bathroom and a white kid, a senior, walked in and he was from a very uh, racist side of the city that I lived in. Some of you have heard of uh, uh, um, Whitey Bulger. Anybody hear Whitey Bulger? If you, okay, so uh, the Whitey Bulger, there were two famous guys who you didn't want, uh, gangsters, Whitey Bolster, Whitey Bolster, Whitey Bulger, and, um, and I, uh, I can't remember his first name, but his last name was Winter, and, 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 and of Winter Hill. And th th these were like notorious uh, Irish gangs. And this is, and so uh, being raised in Somerville, and if this was during busing, okay? If you ever get an opportunity, young people, Google, uh, <laughs> Google black man uh, being stabbed, didn't get stabbed, but being stabbed by the American flag. It, it, it's one of the most uh, prolific uh, pictures of racism. In, in, in this country where you have this teenager taking the American flag and trying to use it as a spear to kill a black man who is just going to work at government center. So, so this, is, this is the atmosphere that was going on. And, and, and this was the time when I, I played basketball and it was so dangerous that they told me, it was just me and another uh, uh, black on the team, we were, we're only 13 years old, and they told us, you can't go to this game because it's in a section of some road that's just going to be too dangerous for you. And I remember walking in the bathroom at Matnon, and this senior looks at me, and um, he called me, uh, how can I put this? He called me a, a black... Uh, a black son of a dog. Yeah, that's the nice way to put it. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, okay, this dude, you, you, have you ever almost gotten a fight, but you're smart enough to look to see? Um, we used to use the word, I can take him. Anybody remember to I can take him? In other words, if we get in a fight, you know that word moves, right? I can take you. That means, you know, if we get in a fight, I'm gonna win. Well, I looked at this dude and I was like, I can't take it. <laughs> and so, but then there's another part of me like saying, this dude just called me such and such, and what am I going to do? So part of my mind is, can I talk real to you? This is, and so part of my mind, because I live walking distance to the school, uh, there was a certain group of black kids I used to hang out with. And because I was a good athlete, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I think God's speaking to somebody. Uh, and because I was a good athlete, I always played with older kids. So all the guys I hung out with were about 13 to 20 year olders, including my, my wife's sister, uh, my, my wife's youngest brother, uh, who was also a, a tough guy, and until the Lord saved him. Amen. Whew, Jesus. 
time about my childhood. And I said to my, you know how Jesus was on a cross and he said I could t call 10,000 angels? I knew my boys were within walking distance of the school. Now, there were no cell phones there then, so I couldn't call, but I knew that I could go to them and say, you know what, I need you to come up to this school and handle some business. Mm. And you may say, well, will they have handled business? Oh, yes, they would have handled business. But watch this. The word of the Lord in my heart said to me at 13, Brian, this is not the right thing to do. Now, some of y'all are saying, well, God, I'm glad God spoke to you because I would have. And so, so what happened? Well, I, I just said, I, I, I just said, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to do what you said and just take it. And by God's grace, me and that senior became acquaintances, not friends, friends, but good enough that he never called me that again. And what's my point? My point is that either you're going to believe this or not believe it. It was a different day then. It's quiet in here. That's all right. It was different then. And I'm not saying that you should just not advocate for yourself. But what I'm saying is that God's word will give you direction on what to do. And sometimes God will say to you, speak up. And sometimes he'll say to you, hold your peace. I'm not here to tell you what to do other than the fact that you want to make sure whatever you do, you're standing on this. Amen, Bishop. You're preaching. You're preaching. That you're preaching. You're preaching. And God will take care of you. The Bible says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I think God is speaking to somebody because you're trying to fight your own battles and God said, you can either fight or I can fight for you. But I've learned that when God fights your battles, he'll make you feel sorry for your enemies when he gets through with them. Can I get a witness out there? The word is profitable. This word is, it, it is to your advantage. This word is, is able to bring influence. It brings gain. The word advantage, uh, profitable, means dominance. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. The, oh, I love this word. The word uh, uh, advantage, profitable, means upper hand. In other words, uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 19, uh, God says to Moses, Pharaoh's not going to let you go unless, unless a mighty hand comes to deliver you. I have seen God put his hand in a situation and turn things around. 
That's why Jabez says in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, he, his name is Jabez, means his mom is basically said, I'm sorry you, I had you. His name Jabez means full of sorrow. And he says, the only way I can get out of this is he prayed to God, bless me indeed, enlarge my sphere of influence, let your hand be upon my life. If you know the hand of the Lord is on your life, why don't you just lift your hands up and say, thank you, God. Your hand is on my life and keep evil from me. If you could get a video of your life to see how many times God rescued you from stuff you weren't even aware of, you would praise him right now. I can't tell you how many dangerous situations that I was in. Oh, I wish I had time to explain to you how, how God just rescued my life, literally rescued my life. I can't tell you how, how my, my wife, I told you how my wife was in a car accident and, and knocked the car about 50 feet away, and, and the girl who hit my wife's car thought that she, she was screaming and crying because she thought she'd killed my wife, and my wife walked out of the car unblemished. And I remember going to see the car, airbags out, driver's side smash, and I could smell death in the car, but God, shed up all closer, God, because he says he keeps his angels, the angels of the Lord camp around you to make sure you don't get jacked up. So why don't you praise him for deliverance you are unaware of. Hey, why don't you praise him for delivering people who were sent as angels of the devil to mess up your life, but God didn't let them get that job. God didn't let them move next to you. God didn't let them befriend you because they were sent as angels to your children, angels to your life, People trying to get a job, but couldn't get a job because God said, nah, 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 you're going to mess them up. So I'm gonna, you're going to go someplace else. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. Oh, yes. So often we praise him for the deliverance that we see. But every once in a while, you got to praise him for the deliverance you don't see. Mm. Woo. Tell somebody, I shouldn't even be here right now. But the grace of God. Hey, hey. Ah. This word profitable, etymology, pro meaning forward. F-I-T is the Latin word facio, which means to make or to do. And then, of course, able is simply able. So the scripture is able to make me go forward. The scripture is profitable. I, I'll be able to see myself made able to go forward, not backwards and not stuck. So I want to conclude with this story. I want to talk to you about the Joshua generation, talking about this 
millennial and Gen Z generation that you think this pandemic was allowed to mess you up. But I want to let you know that God is preparing you for something big. You are getting ready to cross over. You are the Joshua generation. If you're 41 years old and under, say, I'm the Joshua generation. Amen. And if you're over 40, say, I am Caleb in the Joshua generation. Amen. And Caleb say, I'm going over. Now, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says, he says, if, as you're about to cross over, he says, before you cross over, remember, this book of the law, or study this book of instruction, this Bible, and always Keep it on your lips continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything that is written in it. Only then will you make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I remember when I found this scripture and I memorized it because God was saying, you can make your way prosperous. You can make your way prosperous if you get this book on your mouth, which means you have to get it in your heart because Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 to 35 says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. That's why he says in Psalm 119, verse 11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Are you hearing me so far? This word sin has two definitions. One is transgress, meaning that don't tra trans means to cross, and, 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 and gress uh, means to step. So don't step across certain lines. For example, uh, I have a covenant of wife, a covenant of, of, of marriage with my wife, and so I shouldn't cross step over the line of my marriage into adultery. Are you following me so far? But there's also a definition of this word uh, sin, and it means to miss the mark. To miss the mark. What do you mean? God has a purpose for Brian Green. God has a purpose for Carmen Green. God has a purpose for Afani uh, and, and Edozi. Good to see you here this morning. God has a purpose for uh, Ezra. God has a purpose for all, every one of us. And the enemy would, would try to make sure that we don't hit the mark, hit the bullseye, hit the plan that God has for us. Sometimes we, we need to understand that the devil is too smart to give you the choice of good and bad, so he'll give you the choice of good to great. And I don't know about you, I don't want to just be good. I want to be great. Why? Because great is our God and greatly to be praised. We serve a great God. My future is great no matter what the devil says. He is a liar. He is a liar. And so I want to encourage you that, that, that as you get the word inside of you and get the word inside of you, trust me, you will not miss the bullseye that God has for you. 
And what's the bullseye that God has for you? I was created to be a pastor. I was created to be a bishop. I was created, uh, the, and, and, and the more I understand at 63 years old, the more I understand is that I was actually created to pastor in Cambridge. I mean, God's hand has been on my life I, was I am created to pastor in Cambridge. Sure, it would be nice to live in Atlanta or Washington, D.C. or L.A. Or, 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 or Nigeria or Ghana or any of these places, but I was born for Cambridge. I was, I was carefully and craftily crafted by God to be not only in Cambridge, but, be to, but to be a black man in Cambridge. Oh, yes, I am. So I'm not wishing I was white. I'm not wishing I was Asian. I'm not wishing that I lived somewhere else. I am right exactly where God wants me to be on the corner of Magazine and Perry Street. I have no doubt about it. Why? Because the Word of God is my compass and it makes sure that I am where I'm supposed to be. And there's grace. People look at me and they're like, I didn't know there were, I didn't know there were Christian churches in Cambridge until I came here. I want, to, I want to end with this. The name Joshua means um, Yahweh is, uh, God, Yahweh, God is salvation. And I want to just expand your mind. I want to end with this. I want to expand your mind to thinking about what deliverance means. And I want to give you three definitions of deliverance. And I want to encourage you that God is faithful, great is, the, great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting sun, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. So God gives them a script. Of course, they didn't have an Old Testament, a New Testament, but they did have the Pentateuch. They did have the five books of Moses' law, or the law given to Moses. That is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. It's called the, the Pentateuch. Penta meaning five, and took meaning scrolls. Joshua said, or the Lord said to Joshua, stick, stick with this book and you'll be able to, to take, to enter into the promised land. Now there are three ways to think of deliverance. There is what we call deliverance as delivery, FedEx, UPS, Amazon. I'm not a deep guy. And then there is deliverance in the way of being set free, liberty, not being under bondage, not being stuck. And then there's a third deliverance, which is what we call because I worked at a hospital, labor and delivery. 
My wife was like, yes. Mothers say yes. <laughs> and, 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 and this labor and delivery, Isaiah 43, verse 19 says, God says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Do you not see the epiphany? I am making a way in the wilderness. Whew. What's the wilderness? A place that seems out of control. The oldest saints used to say, I'm going to make a way where there is no way. And streams through the wasteland. God is going to deliver on his promise. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. At the age of 16, sitting in PT North with about 30 or 40 people, God prophesied through a deacon called, his name was Joshua, and it was interesting, that Joshua Collins, he's still alive, and he said that the Lord is going to fill PT to the place that the walls are going to be bulging. This is PT North. As I've said many times, when I heard that as a 16-year-old, I was like, he might as well have said the moon is made out of cheese. I don't see how it's going to happen. But in the year 2000, I had just turned 41. The service was packed, and we had to go to a second service. 25 years, but God kept his promise. The Lord told me that I would pass the PT at the age of 19. I began pastoring in 1995 at the age of 36. That's 17 years. But God kept his promise. You see, when you read Luke chapter 18, verse 1, to seven, he says, the script says, people ought to keep praying and not give up. And he says, in verse eight, when the Lord comes again with the answer, will he find faith on the earth? You see, it's easy to read about how Abraham had a weight 25 years to get Isaac. But can you wait 25 years for what God has promised you? I want to show you a final picture just to give you an illustration of, of what prayer looks like. I think it is a, yeah. My mom needed a washer and dryer because after many years, her unit, which actually looks like the one to the left, it became inoperable. So I went to the store in December 26 ordered my mom's washer and dryer. 
They said it would come the third week in January. And we know because of COVID, there's a lot of waiting. And I could, no problem. They came on the day as promised. But the person who took my order Instead of giving me a Samsung part, he gave me an LG part. So he made a mistake, which caused the whole delivery to have to be sent back. As a man of God, I was very forgiven. But then I had to go back over and over and over, 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 and over again. I got promises constantly that they would come. They would schedule it, and they wouldn't come. I would go to the store, and the person said, I promise it's going to come. I'll make sure. I'll call you personally. And it didn't come. How many of you know that realistically you start getting angrier and angrier? and angrier. Can I get a witness out there? And how many of you know, I'm going to talk about me so you don't get mad. How many of you know that the, the devil, he will give you some suggestions as to what to do. I can't tell you the thoughts that he put in. Some of the thoughts he put in my mind, I would, I would, I would be going to jail. And how many of you like me, you know that God is testing you, but there's a part of you that says, you know what? I don't care. And I kept hearing the scripture over and over again, be angry, but what? I remember one time, and this really touched my heart. The person, the customer service person, they knew I was angry. But I knew the Lord kept saying to me, Brian, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. Stay under the anointing. And I'll never forget this word. She said to me, sir, we, we, we ended the call, and she said, sir, thank you for not yelling at me. I still didn't get my stuff back. But I knew that the Lord was dealing with me. And you may say, what does this have to do with 
with my life. There were times when I just said, forget it. I'm going to go to another place. I'm sick of this. But I knew my mom needed a washer and dryer. And what are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying that there's some things that you need God to do that you can't afford to walk away from. There's some things that God needs you to do and, and Auntie Delia keep praying for because there's some people who can't pray for themselves. There are some people who you are holding on for that can't hold on for themselves. And it would have been easy for me to say, forget it, because I have a nice washer and dryer. But I'm like, this is my mom. And I'll never forget, I finally went to this one, I, I went back to the store, and I went to this one person, and this person said, I'm going to handle this for you. Long story short, and God's, God got a sense of humor, during the week of prayer and fasting, the washer and dryer has been installed. Hallelujah. <laughs> but my point is, is my, my whole point is God was saying to me, you got to keep pressing and you got to keep believing and you got to keep fighting and, and trusting no matter how long it takes. No matter how long it takes matter how long it takes until there's no more time left. You gotta have a faith that outlasts. You have to have a faith that outlasts the devil. I can't tell you how many times I said forget it and the Lord would say to me, are you gonna let the devil win? Are you, are you gonna let him cause you not to walk into your place of promise? I ask you all to stand right now because, no, in fact, sit, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, no, no, something just came to me. Some of you have been waiting on God for a long time. And I really believe that this word, whether it's praying for an unsaved loved one or praying for a, a breakthrough, or, but, but you've, had, you've had promises. And the reason why I shared that 25-year-old that, 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 that waiting on the Lord for God to fill this house, I can't tell you how many offers I had to leave Cambridge, to leave this church. And, and, and the devil always tried to tempt you with good in exchange for great. And I want to encourage you. You're not, you're not looking at somebody who's just reading Bible stories. Trust me, I know how tough it is to wait. But my question is, what other option do you have? What other option would you have? I remember one time I was going to leave PT because I was just so disgusted with how things were going. And God told me, he says, when I move and do what I promised, 
and you're on the outside looking in, how would you feel? And I said, I would feel like jumping up. No, I can't. No, no. I'm going to go down. See, sometimes, I need to come down here. Sometimes God wants to know if you really believe what he told you. And so he allows the devil to test you and test you and test you. And sometimes out of your mouth you say, I'm going to wait one more year. And God says, oh, really? Okay. The year comes, nothing happens. Now what are you going to do? I am here to encourage you. He is faithful. You think I memorized all these scriptures? You think I memorized these scriptures for a Bible quiz? I had to live on these words. Sometimes I was so frustrated, but then I found Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, he will make it good. And now I never dreamed that we would have two churches. God will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think, according to the power. He'll do better than promise. If you've been waiting on the Lord and you're saying, Bishop, I needed to hear this word, whether you are online or in this room, you are hearing somebody who has a time waited decades for the promises of God. And if, you, if you're here and you say, Bishop, could you just include me in this prayer? I've been waiting on the Lord for a long time and, 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 and I just want you to pray my strength in the Lord. If that's you, I want you to stand wherever you are. If you're at home, I want you to stand. I, I want to include you. I want, I want to include you in this prayer. I want to include you in this prayer. I want to prophesy to some of you because some of you are like saying, it seems like in this season it got worse. I got good news for you. For some of you, what you're experiencing is birth pains. The closer you get to, to, to the thing coming to pass, the more painful it becomes. How do I know that? I've watched my wife twice. The birth pains. It starts to get uncomfortable. But God is faithful. And right now, God is saying to some of you, you got to push. You got to push. What does push look like? Bless your name, Jesus. I give you glory. What does push like? Push like. Sometimes you got to keep pushing. Keep breathing because something is about to happen. Mm. So where you are right now, just for a minute, I'm going to pray for you. Just begin to push right now. Whether it's 
blessing the Lord or praying in tongues. Ah, as, as tough as it is. Come on, come on, let me hear your voices. I bless you, I thank you. The writer says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, in everything, give thanks because this is the will of God. Give him thanks. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. Hebrews chapter 10 says, let us hold fast. Let us hold firmly to the profession of our faith without faith. Without let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without giving in for because he's faithful that promised. Mm. I know God is speaking. Ah. For some of us, this past week was the most horrible week we could have gone through. But God is faithful. He's up to something. He's up to something. He's going to keep his promise. There is a promised place for you. You are crossing over. Ah, the Jordan River is about to split for you supernaturally. Hey, ah, yes it is, yes it is, yes it is. He's gonna make a way in the desert. He's gonna make a way in the wilderness. He is gonna make a way where there is no way. He is going to deliver every promise. He's going to set you free from being stuck. What you've been carrying for a long time, this vision, this dream, this plan, it's going to, this baby is going to come forth. But you got to experience some birth pains. Woo, right now it's kicking inside of you because that means it's still alive. Woo, it's still alive, it's still alive, it's still alive. The dream, the vision, the plan, the purpose is still alive. It's still alive, it's still alive, it's still alive because there's more, because there's more. Come on, Jeff. Let's tell the Lord, everybody. Great, great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising, from the rising sun to the setting sun, I will praise your. That's the new one. 
great is thy faithfulness oh God my father there is no shadow of turning with thee thou changest not thy compassion they fail not as thou hast been thou forever will be help me sing it great tell the Lord great is thy faithfulness morning morning Wow, you sound good. Holiness, oh Lord, great is thy faithfulness. Come on, lift your hands. The steadfast love, oh, the steadfast love of the Wow, you sound beautiful. Never cease it. His mercies, His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Your mercies are new every morning. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Before I pray, if you can ask the person next to you, if you can, you can put either hand.
hand on their shoulder if they feel comfortable with that. And I, I want you to just pray for that individual right now. The Bible says pray one for another. Before I pray, I want you to pray right now that the Lord will strengthen their faith. Jesus said to Peter in Luke chapter 22, Satan desires to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, Peter, that your faith fails not. We have no idea who we're sitting next to. Some people may have come in here as a last hope to hear a word from the Lord. Come on, let's pray just for a minute in your own way. You may say, I don't know how to pray. Just say, God help them. God help them. God strengthen them. God encourage them. Oh, this is beautiful. Praying for each other. It's been a tough season. If you're online, and you may say, there's no one to pray for me. Oh, yes, there is. Put your hand on the television set. Put your hand on the computer screen. Put your hand on whatever device you're on. Because I'm praying for you. I, I'm, I'm praying for you. I am praying that the Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will encourage you. The Lord will strengthen your faith. Satan, whose name means opponent. Devil, whose name means liar. He's trying to wear your faith out. But I am praying for you right now like Jesus prayed for Peter, I am praying for you right now that your faith doesn't fail. You're one step closer to the place that God has promised you. Don't give up. Don't quit. God is faithful. Oh. Wow. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. Thank you for your faithfulness, Jesus. Mm. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for each and every individual who is in this room. Those who are in the lower sanctuary, we see you those who are watching online, we see you. Those who are watching the recording later than this live service, God sees you. And Father, I pray first of all in the name of Jesus that you will draw the hopeless, draw those who are just hanging on by a thread, draw them Draw them to this service. Draw them to this word to let them know that you see their situation and you're faithful to keep your promise. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we would understand that your word is profitable, that there is a prophet that we will see if we stand on your word. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will blow new life, new energy, new faith, new commitment, new strength, 
new fight, new fight, new fight, new fight. That like Paul said to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Do warfare with the prophecies that have been spoken over your life. God, you are able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that those who are believing you will, will even have, <laughs> will even start writing out their testimony about how the Lord has brought them through. Oh God, you're at work right now. You're at work right now. And so we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Father, those who are listening, those who are at their last rope, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would stir them and strengthen them. Father, I pray that this week, this week, this week, that some people will already see answers coming, doors opening, the wind of the Holy Spirit blowing in their direction, that all of a sudden the contrary winds will turn around and put wind in their sails so they won't even have to work at rowing anymore, that the wind of the Holy Spirit will take them where they need to go. And so we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you're a way maker. We thank you that you're a miracle worker. We thank you that you're a promise keeper. Oh, yes, you are, Lord. And so we give you glory and give you praise for all that you're doing. And all God's people say amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, God, that is who you are. Come on, Jeff, team. You're a waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are here. You are here. Touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here.
Turkey. Come on, folks. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Yes. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Yes. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never hey. stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop.
could put out your hands, I want to bless you. Yes, Holy Spirit. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face shine, grin, beam, and show his pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious enough to allow you to see this week the fruits of your consecration last week. May he be kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. And may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with divine purpose and destiny for your life. I bless you. I bless you. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, may everybody say, I receive that blessing. Have an amazing week. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you, and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.